Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Robert and Susan Esparza. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it on semsynergy.com. That should give you access to all of our shows. Our guest today is Matt McGee, author of the blog Small Business Search Marketing and a popular speaker on the conference circuit. A lot of conferences see him around. Virginia had a chance to talk with him about social media for small businesses. I did. So uh, you want to stick around? That's in the second segment. Uh, I think that the, you could get a lot out of that. Oh, I really love Matt McGee. This is going to be fun. That's okay. It's a roast. Right now, I thought I'd take a look at what's been in the news. This has been a couple of active items. Uh, What do you guys think are the hot items? Well, the biggest thing um, for developers um, that are search-friendly, at least, (laughs) is that uh, Flash seems to be being put back on the table a little bit more than it has been. Um, Obviously, developers and search engine marketers alike have been really hoping for things to change with the way Flash has been handled in the search engines, and it seems like that's going in the right direction. I think that what we're really dealing with, though, is a possibility of misinformation. Uh, I think that somebody that's not used to doing SEO and doesn't understand really what the announcement and the specification came out with might say, oh, Flash is perfect, we can do all Flash sites now. Right. Uh, I think that one of the things we ought to do is just let everybody know it isn't quite that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not. Um, Adobe has actually put out like a 200-page spec on exactly what it does and what it means and um, how they've been working with the search engines to, to get over this problem but it is still very, very limited. It's, it's video is still going to be blind. A lot of the, the things that people would really like to be able to be picked up are still not going to be picked up. It's really just a specific way you can code in text that can actually be, be seen and somewhat of the ability to actually have some spiderable flash navigation, which is going to be a huge benefit for developers. But again, there's still rules that you need to make sure you're paying attention to. Yeah, I know that was my first thought when this came out was, you know, hey, Flash is going to be indexed by the search engines now. That's not really what they're saying. It's a limited thing. And, you know, I know my first fear was that everybody's going to be like, yay, we can go out and design the all-Flash websites again. And don't do it, you know. We just did that um, in the newsletter. We just did a review of Joe's Jeans. You know, we did a longer review, looked into it. It's an all-Flash site. And the only thing that's not Flash is their shopping cart. And at the moment, the only content is in their sho- is in their shopping silo. And, you know, that site still isn't going to be indexed. There's no content on that site. It's all pictures and images and videos, and it's one URL. 
this isn't going to help them. Yeah, this text is designed around, I think, uh, to a great extent, the American with Disabilities Act. It's allowing people with voice boxes to hear what's in the flash file on the web page. I think uh, the the big change, of course, is like even on our BruceClay.com site, the top navigation is in flash, and suddenly those links are no longer hidden. Those are actually going to be visible links, and they're going to count. Uh, it's going to impact the page rank distribution and the ability to uh, impact how many links are divvying up page rank because you can't no follow a flash link. <laughs> so the, it is going to change a bunch of people. Uh, I think we're going to see flash sites with navigation like that are going to be impacted quite a bit. Yeah, I, get, I think that the main thing is it's a tool. It's not a solution. It's not going to change everything, but it's going to help. And I think that's the bottom line on this. Another thing that came out is the Google Affiliate Network. Yeah, they say, originally said they were going to sell off Performix, but they're rebranding it instead into an affiliate ad network. I think that gives them 99.992% of all advertising <laughs> on the web now. Well, yeah, right. Uh, you know, with DoubleClick, they've now got DoubleClick, Performix. Uh, I went through there, and of course, we're concerned about what are they really going to do with their SEO company. Uh, it, it's been downplayed. There's only really only one bullet item on content uh, optimization now that I saw when I went through the site. So it appears as if they didn't really sell it off. They just sort of, you know, hammered it till it's no longer visible. But uh, they're going after the ad network uh, segment. And in that particular case, it may make sense for a lot of people to consider playing. The next area that I think we uh, ought to at least mention during this is that uh, there's been a discussion, there was a post by Matt Cutts on how Google is actually using the data it collects to fight spam. Uh, obviously, when that came out, a whole bunch of people, you know, the people that are, oh my God, Google is big brother, they're still using all this. They, Their in initial reaction was, well, why would Google say this? And are they actually trying to tell us how to spam? Or are they trying to keep us from spamming? Or what are they doing? Uh, there's been some interesting posts. I think a lot of it just has to do with the nature of the data and how it relates to Europe. Yeah, I thought Lisa had a very good response to it because she kind of pulled together everything, rounded up what the general reaction had been. And I thought that her response was really um, very insightful that it wasn't, you know, Google is Big Brother and they're trying to you know, take over everything, but they promised to be more transparent and now they're being more transparent. And if you're going to, you know, say we want more information about what you're doing, we want more information about what you're doing, and then complain when they tell you what they're doing, <laughs> they're going to stop telling you. <laughs> well, either that or they're going to tell you everything and most of it isn't going to matter. Yeah. And really, you know, this has been going on for a long time anyway, so I don't know what the real worry is. But we have to go to break now. Um, in the next section, Virginia is going to be talking with Matt McGee, who we love. Um, he's the new director of Strategic Search with Key Relevance and the author of Small Business Search Marketing. They're going to be talking about using social media to help improve your products or services. So stick around. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. 
Great service is hard to come by, whether you're sitting at a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. I think we need to go somewhere else. It's easy to feel forgotten, especially when your advertising budget is on the line. LookSmart serves up to 400 million queries a day with a side of the best customer service in the online advertising industry. Hi, how are y'all doing today? What can I get you folks to eat? You were right. This place is so much better. LookSmart, premium and performance advertising solutions. Cyberspace, the final frontier. These are the voyages of your new business enterprise. It's ongoing mission to explore strange new domains, to seek out new sites and new monetizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. WebmasterRadio.fm. So logical. You'll go out of your Vulcan mind. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Geez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts. Because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. Taxbrain.com, America's online tax service. It's time to do your thing, affiliate thing. We've got Kelly Stevens from Affiliate Fair Play. So you have a, had this report come out yesterday about force clicks. What want you to go out and do that research? I started having a lot of affiliates asking me about the different tactics, and I started getting a sense that this is starting to happen a lot more. The talk is a lot greater than the actual prevalence, and people are assuming that this practice is going on a lot more than it really is. So I decided to take a look and see how many coupon sites were forcing clicks. Affiliate thing. Dig it. My broadcast Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia Nussie, and right now I'm on the phone with Matt McGee, author of the blog Small Business Search Marketing. That's smallbusinessseM.com for our listeners. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Hi, Virginia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great, thank you. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, 
a little bit about social media because you've kind of been using your blog and that um, you have several blogs, but um, your YouTube blog diary about um, and getting a lot of feedback for a book that you're writing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I have a book uh, about the, the rock band U2 coming out uh, later this year and have been using uh, a blog to sort of, you know, inform readers, uh, you know, throughout the writing process. I mean, I started it, you know, a little over a year ago when I was still doing the research and the writing for the book and uh, just just use the blog to, as, as I said, inform, uh, you know, interested U2 fans but then also to uh, you know put out calls for help you know for to get fans to send in uh, photos or information that they had that might help the book and so uh, you know the blog has been uh, you know a really great tool for that it was uh, you know a great way to uh, you know connect and, and reach out with uh, you know with people that I hope are going to be interested in buying the book and and just get them involved in the process of writing it, too. Yeah, it kind of just demonstrates um, how the unifying power and the networking abilities of the blog. I mean, I was reading about um, one of your readers who was able to pick out a picture and tell you when it was taken and uh, what tour it was on. And, and so you're really kind of developing your book in this way. Yeah, it was uh, the, 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 the publisher, which is a company over in London uh, that publishes a lot of uh, music-related Books. They, uh, you know, part part of their job was to go out and find, uh, you know, a lot of the photos for the book, and they found a bunch of photos from, you know, their own, you know, various sources uh, that they didn't know, you know, where the photo was taken, what date it was. The, the book is a is a chronological thing, so, you know, it's it's great to have photos, but we need we need to able to, uh, to be able to tie each photo to a particular year or month or even a date would be uh, the best. And so they had a bunch of photos that they, you know, that they couldn't, uh, you know, figure out when they were taken from. They just sent them to me, and I just, uh, you know, uploaded them to the blog and said, uh, you know, here you go, fans. Uh, you know, take a look at, you know, here's 20 photos or so, and uh, you know, if there's any that you recognize from, uh, you know, a particular date or month or anything like that, uh, you know, let me know. And uh, and so, you know, we got a lot of feedback that way too. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's been really good to, uh, uh, you know, to reach out that way. Um, you did a survey on your YouTube site about what social sites the readers use, and you had um, a kind of interesting result. What did you find out? You, well, you know, those of us, you know, yourself and myself, and, and I, you know, I imagine a lot of the listeners, uh, you know, if we're active on, you know, Twitter or StumbleUpon and, and Dig and, and all that sort of stuff, What I I did was, you know, I I put a survey out on on the U2 site saying, you know, which of these social sites do you use? And, and, you know, I listed MySpace and Facebook, uh, you know, the two big ones, obviously. And then I listed all the the other ones that, you know, that I just mentioned, the Twitters and the Digs and the Mix and StumbleUpon, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, no one uh, has ever heard of or, you know, very few people – uh, you know, have heard of and use, you know, Twitter and StumbleUpon and, you know, Dig had a few, but the results were that, uh, you know, uh, MySpace and Facebook were, you know, by far the two most popular, and then after that it was a huge drop-off. Um, you know, and, and this is a, you know, this is a mainstream audience. My, my YouTube site where I, where I did this survey, you know, we get visitors, uh, you know, from around the world, uh, you know, when, when we do an, an annual survey and we typically get, uh, you know, responses from about 70 different countries, and so, you know, this is, you know, this is a, you know, pretty much a slice of the world population. They just happen to like a certain band. Um, and they're just not at all familiar with a lot of the social sites that we use. It was kind of eye-opening that way that, uh, 
you know, those of us that do the, you know, that, that are on Twitter or stumble upon or whatever, we're, we're really, um, you know, a pretty small group compared to the, you know, the general population. Right. Um, but still, Twitter is a pretty cool tool. And even recently, uh, you and a friend used it as uh, a contest. And um, you ended up um, giving away quite a nice donation to a charity. Yeah, we, I, was, uh, I kind of avoided Twitter for the longest time because I thought it was pretty useless. And, um, and then saw, uh, you know, people, friends, uh, you know, some of your, your uh, folks there at Bruce Clay using it and, um, you know, some other friends in the industry using it successfully to network and connect with other people and, and you know, spread content around and, and uh, you know, learn the latest news, et cetera, et cetera. And so I thought, all right, well, I can see some of the value in it now, and, you know, it makes sense to join, but if I'm going to do this, you know, let's see if we can do this in a, uh, you know, a way that, that you, know, gets, uh, you know, gets something accomplished for, uh, you know, for, for some other group. And, and, you know, my friend Jeff Quip from Search Engine People up in Toronto, uh, his, the name of his agency, he was also not on Twitter and was in the same boat as me. And so we just decided, you know, yeah, it's time to join. Um, you know, why don't we just have a contest and try and raise some money for charity? And uh, it took forever, but we finally did. And uh, and so that yeah, that contest came to an end uh, a couple weeks or so ago. And uh, uh, I was able to beat Jeff to be the first to 500 followers. So that was really cool. We raised $800 for uh, the the charity that I had chosen. That is that is a really good story because I know I was definitely one of your first followers after. Lisa told me about Thank it. You. I was like, oh, I like that. But um, I guess depending on the industry, it can be more or less helpful. And here it obviously plays a big role. Yeah, I, um, I, did, a, I did an interview um, probably a month or so ago with a real estate agent in Minnesota. Uh, and this was for a column that I wrote on, on uh, Search Engine Land. And she had just started using Twitter herself within the last few months, I think and um, used some of the Twitter tools to connect with other um, Twitter users in her hometown, St. Paul, Minnesota. And she's starting to find that it might be, uh, you know, a tool that lets her in her real estate business, um, you know, connect with, uh, with potential clients and, and network with people. Um, I'm not sure, you know, that, it, that it's appropriate for all small businesses, but, uh, you know, I think there's probably some, uh, you know, some potential uses for, uh, you know, for the business community. Did you see it becoming like the next big thing, or, or is that kind of a far? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think, you, you know, when in talking with clients, it's usually, you know, they're still more wondering about MySpace and Facebook. You know, right. is, is there any benefit to being on there? How do they do it, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think, uh, you know, Twitter is ready to, 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 you know, get into that same league as, as the bigger sites. Um. <laughs> So it looks like you're going to be the clear winner of the uh, of Chris Holy's poll for um, best SEO conference speaker and most networked SEO. Congratulations! No, is that true? Well, I no. I think that we've got another week to go, but uh, up to this point, it looks like you know you've got a pretty strong standing. And maybe I'm giving away a little too much here. Maybe I just have well, some connections. I, if, if maybe no, well, no one I, of the I'm judges, and I didn't realize it wasn't. Public information, but uh, but yeah, would that would uh, would I guess that would be pretty a, a nice honor for you? Yeah, it, it, I, it, if if that ends up being true, and then I would be completely flattered by that. And um, I don't know how I even got nominated, <laughs> but.
but uh, but yeah, that's very cool. That's uh, that's that would be. I, I actually put a lot of effort into when I do the speaking gigs. I, I do put a lot of effort into that. So if if somebody thinks that I do a nice job, then that's nice to be uh, thought of that way. Do you have any conferences coming up that you're going to be speaking at? Um, I think uh, you know I, I've been traveling all over the country the uh, the first half of this year, and so. Uh, I have nothing coming up in July, which is very nice. I'm taking the month off from travel and getting to know my family again. <laughs> and then um, I, I think I'm going to be speaking at uh, SES San Jose. And after that, there is um, the Search Engine Guide Conference in Ohio, which I believe is in uh, late September. And I think I'm going to be speaking at that, too. So those are the, those are the next two ones for me. All right. So um, anyone listening, you might want to check that out because uh, apparently a lot of people think that you're a very good speaker. Um, thank you for coming um, on the show, Matt. Um, well, thank you for having me, and I'm going to have to check to make sure it wasn't my mom voting 100 times for me on that poll. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt's writing can be found a lot of places like smallbusinesssem.com, mattmcgee.com, and youtubediary.com, just to name a few. And But stick around. In the next segment, Susan and I will be talking about some tips for local SEO, kind of following up on this uh, small business topic that we didn't really get to touch that much base on. But uh, SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Peggy Conlin, President and CEO of the Ad Council. What are your hopes for its growth and future? Seeing already, you know, a shift over to the Internet. In the last 12 months, we've had almost a half a million uh, YouTube views of our campaign. We're working with all of the great folks in the agency business that are mastering how you make a campaign interactive and relevant. It's not going to be a cookie-cutter approach. It's going to be different depending on the issue and depending on who the target audience is. The Hook. Live broadcast Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. 11 a.m. Pacific or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel only on webmasterradio.fm Watch out for the vampires Enter the communications coven that is webmasterradio.fm Now on Facebook, MySpace and Twitter Visit the webmasterradio.fm homepage for all the details How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Max, with our lean and mean team, how can we manage our publishing needs and still have time to save the planet? No worries, 99. DMX is the premier ad exchange network. 
They publish ads that circle the globe every day. It's a mission possible. But you know our inventory needs maximum exposure. Would you believe BMX had 10 billion impressions just last month? Their real-time auction-based service gets us the top dollar for our ad space, while their superior service saves us the time we need to save the world. Oh, sorry about that, Chief. But we need creative control and our own third-party networks. And who will help manage our relationships? CMX has MediaGuard. We can select our own advertising banning profile, so direct media exchange networks know which ad types we don't like. And we look great. And did I mention DMX is free? Looks like working undercover is a thing of the past. Get smart. Get DMX. Making every impression count. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SAM Synergy. I'm Susan Esparza, and I'm here with Virginia Nessie to talk about some things to keep in mind when optimizing for local search. It's obviously a huge area for marketing. Right. And uh, the guest just before this was Matt McGee, a favorite over here at Bruce Clay with the writers, because he's got um, the great small business marketing Small business SEM. Yeah. Small business SEM blog, and there's a lot of great content on there for local marketers to take a look at. Yeah, well, in a lot of ways, small business is definitely the, I mean, that's where local search is. It's the the small guys are usually also the local guys. And if you're not playing in local, you know, and you are a small business, you're missing out on a really, really great opportunity, I think. It's true. But it's also complicated. Um, There's a lot of places to be found if you're a local business. You've got um, local review sites, internet yellow pages, local-only search engines, and, of course, the local results in the big engines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really think that, obviously, the place you want to be is in those Google results, in those Yahoo results, because that's where people are used to searching. You know, we you can go after the local-only search engines. You can go after the yellow pages. You can go after the business directories and whatever. And those are all important. But, you know, searcher behavior is just to go to Google and type something in. So you have to be there when they go to Google and that local, you know, search result comes up. I don't know how many people have seen it. I'm assuming most people, you know, have seen when you do a search on Google and it's a local result, you get a map and 10 local results right up at top. That's a huge, you know, advantage to be in those top 10. And I don't know that a lot of people are taking advantage of it yet. It's notable to think that, you know, we've been saying or it's been said for a long time that this is the year of local, you know. But I think that in a a lot of ways, it's still an underutilized market. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, I think a lot of people just don't think about the ways that they need to be getting into those results. You know, they're not taking those basic little steps, the placing a physical address at the bottom of your page, you know, that helps Google figure out, oh, they're from here. Well, you know, when somebody does a search for Simi Valley, they have Simi Valley on their page. Clearly they're relevant, you know, and they'll toss it up there. So I don't know that a lot of people think about doing those little things because there's I'm not sure I get the sense that there was a feeling that if you had a specific address you weren't 
going to appeal broadly, but you don't necessarily want to appeal broadly. Right. You, you want to appeal to the people who are going to come to you. Right. And if you're a local business, then that's people in your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you also want to just um, optimize your site for your geo-targeted search terms. If you're a Simi Valley pizza place, then you need to put Simi Valley in your content and, and that way you'll show up. Yeah, absolutely. More than just your physical address, you know, say Simi Valley Pizza Parlor and, you know, best pizza in Simi Valley. That would be toppers. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Sounds good, right? And, and of course, obviously, if you're going to be doing a local thing, get into Google Local, you know, set up your business profile. It's something that's pretty simple to do. You just fill out the form, give your address, phone number, description, um, payment methods. People can submit reviews. And it's it gives you a lot of control over what's going to show up when somebody does a search for your business. And uh, you want to be as descriptive as possible in that description because um, people will – if that comes up in the search engine results, you know – that could qualify you right there if somebody's looking for something specific like if you're a florist and you have a particular specialty of flowers or something that somebody's looking at. So Yeah, and the more people find you there, the more they're likely to come back and review you there. And if they were happy, you're going to get good reviews, which means more people are going to trust you. I mean, it's one of those self-perpetuating things. So it's a really good way, I think, to kind of get people to to your site in the first place and then to continue like a groundswell almost it's important also when you um do submit that your data is accurate obviously yeah and well all the local search results are um the, the ones that are submitted through the form are given a review it takes five to 60 days depending on you know the weather and google's <laughs> temperament and whatever but you know it's worth doing because what is it you know what is it of your time you know, you spend an a good hour thinking about this form, filling it out very clearly, and then send it off. And when you're in, you're in. And then you don't have to worry about it. You can update the information later, I believe. So Right. But you do want to keep on top of it because the best way to make sure that users are going to find your real location, say, if you've moved or anything, is is if you take ownership of that data and, and keep it up to date and... Well, if you're, I mean, you're probably marketing your business anyway. This is just another channel of marketing. Get it done. You went to the trouble of creating the website. You know, take it the extra step further. Get into the engines. You know, and once you're in, you know, something like Google Local and the big engines where people are going to be finding you anyway, that's the time to go after those local-only search engines, the true local, the local.com. You know, those kind of niche markets where... Fewer people are going to go to search for you, but they're going to be targeted traffic. So obviously, you know, one of those good low-hanging fruit kind of things. Get in there. Get it done. Um, and then uh, some question that uh, comes up sometimes is how much do, like, ratings and reviews play into my um, showing up in results? And Matt McGee um, was able to interview Brian Gill, the uh, – director of product management over at yahoo local and uh, it's a great interview that's over again on um, smallbusinessseam.com and brian's answer to that question was that first you have to qualify for the listings which is going back to all those things that we already talked about and then that's when ratings and reviews will come into account to to the sort order 
I think another good question for people is if you have the listing in Yahoo Local, again, from from Matt's interview with Brian, um, if you have the local listing and you also have a website, you know, which one plays, which one comes up first? Um, I mean, it depends on the context. So apparently, according to Brian, if in the context that they want to provide precise data, they probably won't use the website they'll give you back you know the local listing because it's the form it's very clear it's exact and then you know other times they might actually pull the website content and it just sort of depends on the context so you've got to have both basically you know if you only have the website you're going to be missing out on a lot of those opportunities that's it for this week's show um again thanks to webmaster radio for producing sem synergy and uh, i want to encourage listeners to send any questions to sem synergy at bruceclay.com we always look forward to those this is virginia asking you to come back next week for more search marketing topics and expert guests check out semsynergy.com for more on next week's show and this week's guest and topics too thanks for joining us on sem synergy